0: but i got one jump in me, that's it. I dance for the whole service, I've only, only got to physically do it for a minute and then I keep jiggling for the rest of the time, it's just fantastic. All righty, on the subject of being fat, I don't think you're fat if you can call it in and it stays. You don't do it here, but do a little test at home. Just call it in, if you can keep it in and keep talking, you're okay. All right, there comes a the day you call it in and it says, nah, no. And they're coming, mate. <laughs> uh, I think I've got there. <laughs> so I'm wearing baggy shirts. There's something I do every day that I'm going to, uh, I'd like to do at the end of the service. Um, well, sort of. Let me tell you, every day, um, uh, this is not what, well, I won't do this at the end of the service. But every day, I, uh, I'm going I'm to come across sound a real, like a really good guy here, sort of out of character for me. But uh, I'll say to Susie, my wife, I've been married 42 years. You could ring her and ask her. This happens. I say, uh, you want a cup of tea? <laughs> I love it. Out of the doona, every single day, I get this. <laughs> <laughs> so I to laugh and make a cup. I, you know, I, it sounds noble, but uh, I, she takes 20 minutes to wake up. I just, if, when I'm awake, I'm up. I'm just, I'm awake. And it's like, so, if, if not, I get kicked out of bed. Get out of bed, he says, so anyway so I've I put that energy now into just making a cup of tea Uh, but but another thing I do and this is the one I want to talk to you about I give my heart to Christ it's a question people ask you they say oh when did you give your heart to Christ as a Christian and uh, most people think the answer is uh you know 1964 1982 or I say and I always say this morning And some people actually have a little giggle. (laughs) And I think, I just don't understand why that's a giggling point. So this morning, I prayed a prayer like this. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life to you. There are some things in the last 24 hours I'm probably not proud of doing. But I thank you for your forgiveness. I have no hope without you. And so I just ask that you guide me for the rest of my life. Now, I did that for the very first time on the 31st of August, 1979 business. (laughs) But I've been doing it pretty well every single day since. At the end of our service today, there may be one or two people, you'll have the privilege of saying that for the first time. And I trust that it'll be your prayer then for the rest of your life. I'm going to ask you at the end of the service, have you surrendered your life to God? And if you've never done that, then I'll, uh, Pastor James, um, you you said hello to anyone that's visiting, but I'm not sure if if that's you, this is the pastor of the church, I'm not, I'm just visiting. But um, Pastor James, if, if I can do that at the end, I won't ask people to stand up, i won't ask him to you know i won't ask you to move anywhere i'll just in fact you, you stay seated i'll get everyone to close their eyes and i'll just you know just you and me for a sec and i'll ask you hey um, put your hand up and other people won't be looking around i will because i want to know who you are um, so i won't identify you except to say i see your hand and then i'll pray but then there are other people maybe you did pray that prayer in 1964 1987 but you haven't prayed it for a long time and i'll ask you if you need to get right with jesus he stands ready i don't know some people think he's angry and you know he doesn't want you back i thought of a few things to say then (laughs) and you're glad i didn't say any of them (laughs) i used to be a boilermaker i got a lot of things up here that uh, people used to say (laughs) that you're glad i didn't say but i can only tell you in no uncertain terms he stands ready to go oh yeah Welcome back. I'm convinced of it because he says it to me most days. (laughs) Um, God's good. Um, God's good. Elizabeth, you came up at the end and did that. When you come up this time, maybe you play that and the other team might pick up in the spirit to start singing it. (laughs) Faith without hints is dead. All right. My wife used to live uh, in a, a part of Brisbane called The Gap. Uh, I'm not even suggesting you'll know where that is, except that you need a, It's hilly, quite hilly. And sh- it's the north side of Brisbane. I lived on the south side of Brisbane. You know, there was a boy, there was a girl. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so we met at a youth group and, you know, lovely, once upon a time, happily ever after, she wishes. And... Um, <laughs> So, but 42 years ago, 44 years ago when we started courting and she lived at the Gap, I lived in Greenslopes. And I said to her, I'll come over and visit Friday night. And she said, okay, that's fine. Y- you we're understanding, I'm um, talking to the gentleman here, second in, second wrote, no mobile phones. You can't even believe it, <laughs> can't even believe it. Have you ever hung up the phone? You've never hung up the phone, ever. <laughs> These young, they say, uh, just hang up. You've never hung up, ever. <laughs> don't even know what it means <laughs> all right it's just a figure of speech all right you you well I don't even know what you do but we used to hang up right that's it <laughs> and uh but I said well, I'll come over Friday night now I had I've got a photo of it um, this is my first car my first car that's it Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you could buy one of them today, you'd be parting with over 20 grand. That's for sure. Anything old, anything um, Falcon Holden, anything Australian old, uh, COVID, we've all become tinkers. Um, I was telling one of the guys before, I just bought, this will mean something to probably one person in the, put your hand if this means anything to you. I just bought a KZ 1300 Kawasaki. All right. Yeah, yeah. How many cylinders? Six. 6 Woohoo! this is iconic. 1982, 700 pounds, 120 horsepower. This is freaking awesome. And I only paid seven and a half grand for it. And uh, wow, hasn't started in 23 years, but I did a Lazarus on it. I can play the video after. She's, you hear six cylinders, it's a Ferrari. Wow, so everyone's turned into a tinkerer, is what I'm saying. And, um, so, but anyway, I paid 246 bucks for my first car. I bought it off a waitress. I was an apprentice chef at the Tower Mill Motor in the, the city of Brisbane. And it was her dad's. Uh, he'd had it since knew it was a one-owner, <laughs> one but 246 bucks. By the way, I took it home. First thing I did, took all the chrome off. Yeah, hello. My mother, growing up, my mother said, here's my son Steve, he has two speeds, on and more on. <laughs> this is a true story. My birthday's May the 10th. I was 60 last Monday. Yeah, yeah. But for 10 years, my birthday was February the 20th. Because when I was four, my mother said, oh, I've got to get rid of him. So she took me to school and said, no, his birthday's February. He's just small for his age. <laughs> and so forth, I repeated year nine, and that's when I found out, because I was ticked about repeating year nine, and my, I told my mother, well, I'm going to leave at the end of the year, she said, no, you're not, I said, I will, I'll be 15, she said, no, you're not, <laughs> and handed me my birth certificate, <laughs> and I found out my birthday was in May, <laughs> so I was that sort of a kid, now, I'm one of 12, you need to know, it's not like, you know, there was. she had a few she had 12 kids in 16 years. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's going. And, um, but anyway, I said I'm going to go and visit. You can take that down now because that's causing people um, envy. But <laughs> did I tell you I've got a 76 GT 750 Suzuki as well? Yeah, two-stroke. Oh, I've had it for 15 years. It's uh, awesome. <laughs> and uh, someone said to me, oh, have you got a Harley? I said, no. I thought i saw you on one said oh you did but you, do you have one I said no i've got two and <laughs> why well, have one it's why you have your kids early and get rid of them so you can buy stuff hello my son's mowing the lawn he's 15 and he said to me a oh, true story he said i reckon you only had me so i could mow the lawn i said now you're thinking <laughs> not just the lawn but mate get and fix the pool oh yeah listen so I went to visit my wife we've got a hurry um, and but she lives in the gap if, if you know Brisbane that's seriously hilly so and I have got a slipping clutch okay all you young boys now with automatic licenses don't even know what I'm talking about all right don't hire a youth pastor if he only has an automatic license it's a rule they will cause you trouble. And um, so, you know, we're talking, for all us old guys, you know, like double the clutch. There's no synchro in the first. You've got to be good to slip it in the first at 25 miles an hour and uh, little chirp as, as you, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, come on, we're good. But that's why it's a slipping clutch because I've been doing that too much. And I'm getting, trying to get up hills to my girlfriend's house, and but, the you know, it's starting to smell like Vegemite burn clutch yeah. all right <laughs> and starts to rev high but go slow yeah. and I think oh no I mean I'm, I'm going to see me girl and uh, there's nothing on TV except Killer Carl Cox and Spirios you know the golden Greek and anyone know what I'm talking about yeah the world championship wrestling uh, um, the world champion drama class uh, and so I'm, I, I get out the I'm looking at this guy here in the front row I get out the refidex I oh, just turned to mum and said, what, don't turn to mum, she's not old enough either. <laughs> Ring your grandma. So I turned to the refodex. you remember that book of maps? All right, but unfortunately it's not topographical, all right. Uh, it doesn't show you contours. So I'm trying to find a street that's sort of flat. I can't find my Maundrell Terrace all around Paddington, tr- trying to find... Till eventually, God knows I'm telling you the truth. And if you've ever had a girlfriend, uh, you know I'm telling the truth. I find one that's sort of, I think, so I put it in reverse. Because it's a bit lower than first. And I back it up some hundreds of meters. Till finally I creep over the hill to the other side. For she lived on the morning side of the mountain. And he lived on the twilight side of the hill. They never met. Well, they did kiss. I've got to tell you. <laughs> the truth is, they did kiss a lot. But uh, and and but when I got there, and I'm a little late, and I told Susie, my my now wife, about what went on. She said you shouldn't have come. And uh, why did you? And I said because they said I would. That's it. I hope you enjoyed the sermon (laughs) i just want to talk to you for a few minutes if i could from the scriptures now about some things god said matthew 7 says if you being evil will keep your word and do what you said i'm not like you i'm god god's given you promises don't throw them out it's the best currency in the world it's not fluctuating you don't have to watch the news to find out what it's worth it stays the same it's valuable it's bankable it's it's, it's true so let, let's just read um some scripture if we can I pray that today you'll begin to doubt your doubts and start to believe your beliefs I think you know I'm finding people over this last year uh, what do we got we've got COVID's here to stay you serious um they haven't been able to go to church in China for a hundred years. You know, how they're, they're talking about a Chinese invasion. Is that correct? Well, maybe we need it. There's 400 million Christians. Maybe it'd be good if we got a bit of that. Okay. And, uh, but but it, it is a time to start to believe what you believe. And you've got to, oh, I'm having some doubts. Good, doubt them. That's what you do with doubts. Doubt them. You believe your beliefs. That's what you do in jesus name now let me let me just read some scripture to you luke chapter 8 and verse 22 i'll start there one day turn to your neighbor and go one day day. turn to your neighbor and say once upon a time (laughs) that fits i wish it said that we would probably get more people reading it if it said once upon a time uh it's true one day jesus said to his disciples let's cross to the other side come on what did jesus tell them they were going to do they're going to go to the other side. When he says it, it happens. What's he told you? What's he said about your kids? My mother's got twelve kids, and some of them ran amuck, and um, I'm not one of those. Uh, old <laughs> moron turned out okay. I gave my heart to Jesus when I was fourteen years of age, and um, haven't you know? I I pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart every day because. Uh, you know, uh, I know I need it, but I've I've not smoked, I've not drunk, you know, I've not gambled or, you know, uh, man alive, if that's all you haven't done and you think you're good, yeah, you don't know much. Cream looks light against black, but it don't look too good against the righteousness of God. And uh, Luke 8, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake, so they got into the boat, I want to just make a point that in one of the other versions of of the Bible, this is the New Living Translation, but one of the other versions says Jesus got into the boat and they followed him, I just feel Holy Spirit wants you to know whatever you're in, he was there first, you're not in the challenge alone waiting for him, he's there in Jesus' name, it says so they got into the boat and started out, as they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap I grew up probably not with, you know, the right paradigms. Uh, I'm thinking they all got in a dinghy. So here's the boat they got into, by the way. Uh, there was a drought one time at the Sea of Galilee and the water dropped to a level that they found, not that one, that's a replica, but they found a boat at with sufficient enough hull and rib structure to be able to understand the almost a replica of what the boat was so it's about eight meters long so you get it so there's room for at least 13 people and one guy to have a sleep up uh, in the boat okay so that's about in fact we've got another photo. Fo- this is the actual journey they did here this is where they went um, their journey is about eight kilometers five miles um, across this sea um, so that's a reasonable expanse of water and so it can blow up and we'll soon see that it did that far bank is where there was a guy that had a lot of demonic problems the land of the gadarenes that's where they were going that's the actual place that's where the, sh- the pigs ran down the hill yeah. into the water pretty cool isn't it all yeah. oh, right okay so you take that off but that's a little bit of the geography you know where we're going It says here, um, as they sailed across, Jesus settled down for an up, but soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly, the storm stopped, and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. I love verse 26. So they arrived in the region of the Gerizines, or some say the Gadarenes. Here's the um, the uh, the way we're going to do this study this morning. I'm a preacher, so you're looking for an intro, three points, and an outro well they teach you that the class is called homiletics when you do bible college the art of preaching and um, billy graham did it good intro three good points. get 10 preach the best three that's what you're supposed to do you know don't strain for three and then do it no work hard get 10 but preach three and then have a good conclusion or as we call it a challenge you good i'm not doing that though (laughs) come on i'm 60 cut me some slack you know i can color outside the lines now Um, but normally that's what I do do Um, but but I just here's the the guys and I almost wish I had a chair up here because I want to replicate if you like devotions do we know what that is in my church and I'm not trying to change your church but in my church we call this 15 minutes in the chair it's a metaphor because it doesn't have to be 15 minutes it can be shorter or longer Um, And it doesn't have to be in a chair. It can be on a lounge, walking around. But I'm just, I'm not against this. But I hear people say, I just talk to Jesus everywhere. It's like, yeah. It's like, hey, sweetie, I want to go to the toilet. So come on, let's have a chat. I just think he's sick of talking to you when you're on the toilet. (laughs) If I can be that blunt. I mean, I just think, could we not have some, I've got my wife sort of, she's in here right now. She just told me you shouldn't have done the thing about the toilet. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, I I can be places, I can hear my mother. So, I'm communicating a lot, but how important is she, does she feel when I say, sweetheart, next Monday, why don't we take four hours, we'll get on the bike, that's the BMW when she gets on, um, GS1200. All right, so we, let's get on the bike. We did this last Monday, went to Bolimba, Oxford Street, um, beautiful cafes. And um, I took her to the bike shop first because I just got sick of her wearing old helmets of mine. I bought her a brand new helmet just for her. You know what she said when she got off? She said, I cannot believe the difference of experience having my own helmet. <laughs> I thought, man, alive. But see, what, what, I prioritised her. And so I'm just, I want to give this study, and we're not going to take a long time, but just um, if you will just spend some time, you know, sitting into your, I'll generally, I've got it all on your phone these days. I just push and I'll, it plays a song, you know. The atmosphere is changing now, but the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. And I just sit and I soak in it like a Radox bath. Just for a few minutes, and then I pray in tongues, and I hope you know. I hope uh, you know we un- understand that I haven't got time to teach on that this morning. Then I think of something I want or need, so I think I better talk to God more nicely. Yeah, that's right. Your old French tongue, you yeah, know. Right? I just heard my wife again (laughs) she's busy today (laughs) and then I get the word out again it's all on here now it's all in here now some people say oh you still got to read that other one no I'm old school off a tablet (laughs) I'm like Moses reading off a tablet and so I get on here and uh, (laughs) we always think the right way is the way we learned but if you think we're supposed to read a paper Bible, get out of here. Go get yourself a stone tablet, mate. That's what you're supposed to be reading. And I'll just read a verse or two. And it's when I was doing this that this came to me. Now, the world is in a challenge, but, you know, the COVID challenge is not the challenge that you're dealing with. The storm you're in is that your child's sick. The storm you're in is that you're going to make payroll this week as a business person you know you see all of your employees go home and talk about they're going to do for the weekend you're going home to do the books to see if you can pay them next week that's your storm and i want god to speak to you about that because he said some things to you you know that and i want you to remember what he said i I had a guy turn up in my church on a christmas day i got to talk fast and i didn't know him and so i went and said we, we put a dinner on on christmas day after the service you know you have the hour service holy communion um you know jesus is born and then we we have a dinner uh, not now but we did have for many years so i see this guy i've not met before so i said hey buddy how you doing um and uh, i said i haven't met you said no yeah we've come for dinner uh, for lunch uh we have a food ministry you know through the week that people come and get groceries and so you know we invite a lot of those folk to come to dinner so here's the guys come nine children now that's you know i mean you don't miss a guy who turns up with nine children he's got there from about two to 13 ish i guess and um i said oh uh where have you come from he says marsden which he, it's about actually the same distance as that trip it's about eight kilometers from our church i know that because i drove him home later and i drove him home because oh so um uh are you here for dinner he said yeah i said oh that's cool uh, and i said what sort of car are you driving mate Cause nine kids i'm thinking like this guy's got a greyhound bus You know, like, or an airbus. Uh, He said, we walked. I said, now, you don't know yet that it was eight kilometres. And I don't either. I said, you walked? What, you just come across the street? He said, no, we're from Marsden. I said, what? You walked? And I said, why did you you walk? He said, because there's no buses. He said, I forgot to look at the timetable on a public holiday. They don't have many. It's a bit like catching a plane to Gladstone right now there's one now and there's one in 2027 <laughs> so i'll be preaching here for a while <laughs> i said mate so i asked the question i said well why did you still come and his two-year-old's looking at him and his four-year-old's looking at him and he just looked at them and looked at me because i told him i would <laughs> now surely if a guy from marsden with nine kids will honor a promise God's given you a word. He said to the disciples, let's get in the boat. Let's go to the other side. Anyone here old enough to remember the song we used to sing? He did not bring us out this far to take us back again. (laughs) He brought us... (laughs) All right, all right, we'll we'll change it. There's another in the fire standing next to me. There's another in the water holding back the (laughs) sea if I ever need reminding he gave you a word and if you say oh he hasn't given me a word 15 minutes in the chair I'll sort it it's called devotions I I talk to Christian leaders and I say don't forget the first part oh what do you mean Christian (laughs) in Christ you know, not in Google. You're not a Googlian. You're a Christian. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I was in the chair and I was reading Isaiah 49 verse one to seven. You don't have to turn there because it's not yours; it's mine. And um, and I felt Holy Spirit say, "That's your life verse." I don't even know if you're supposed to have a life verse. I don't know if everyone has one, but I've got one. Every Friday, ring my wife right now. I'll give you a number if you want. Ring her and say, "What does Steve do? What does he read every Friday?" She will tell you Isaiah 49. It's my, it's mine. Listen to me, O coastlands, for I have called you from your mother's womb. So you don't think I? You don't think there's a storm? I'm 60. I have storms. I'm not an idealistic 18-year-old talking to you today. And stay idealistic as long as you can. Because I've been keeping it going to 60 so far. But I will tell you, you know, there's knife marks in there. I've buried friends. I've had disappointments. But every Friday, I've, I read what God said to me. And he said to them, let's go to the other side. What did he say to you? what did he say to you? Repeat it to yourself. He loves to hear you say what he told you. Anyway, I didn't get it studying for a sermon. I just got it sitting in a chair reading devotions. There's a clue. Read slower. Uh, Do you know what osmosis means? Osmosis, I'll illustrate it. You know, you get those great big... uh, Um, Sharpies or Nicos, we used to call them. We call them Sharpies now, but Nicos, and with the great big felt tip, put it on a serviette and just hold it. Don't don't lift it. What happens? Yeah, everyone's going. Everyone's going. Yeah, it seeps. See, when you sit in the chair and just read a little slower, you get osmosis. You get seepage. I'm here to tell you, there's a challenge coming for you that without that you won't stand. 400 million christians in china don't have the benefit of this but they must practice osmosis they must practice repeating the word all right here's the second thing um, i I see did i tell you to doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs don't forget that you you will have doubts it's normal but um doubt them and say no i know what i believe i believe in god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth I believe in Jesus Christ his only son he was born of the Virgin Mary he suffered under Pontius Pilate he was crucified dead and buried he descended into hell from whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead you got to know it Mm. I tell people it's pretty easy really God's good devil's bad that's it (laughs) if it's good it's God if it's bad God will make it good that's it uncomplicated here's the second thing i see uh, they got in the boat and started out just start just start but this is what i want to tell you um, prophecies are good but epitaphs they're better i'll give you here's the prophecy joy to the world the lord is come that's a prophecy what's an epitaph it's finished i did it i did it. prophecies are great start out on your prophecy but don't ever forget that god has an epitaph in mind he will do what he said he will do is it okay so far yeah. all right five more minutes and we'll well elizabeth when she comes up that's my shepherd's hook <laughs> here's the third thing i want to i want to share with you that i got just reading the scripture uh oh we'll say this one uh they woke him up there's a storm they woke him up is that right and and, oh what did i do wrong because there's a storm nothing there is a goliath in every promise of god it's i don't know if it's a trick of the devil or we're just stupid but every time there's a challenge, I think I've done something wrong. Am I the only one? I just start to question myself. And, and it's God's, oh, flip, they're doing it again. You know, it's like, have you ever had someone say, as a pastor, Pastor Jones, they come and say, Pastor, I need to warn you. God's told me the devil's going to drive a wedge in your marriage. I thought, well, get out. <laughs> it's like, you're telling me last week he was blessing it? it's that simple he's always hated me get over it so don't just assume that there's a problem when a problem comes there was a storm out there don't let the storm in here that's what that's my word to the disciples let the storm be out there but 15 minutes in the chair will keep the storm out there and not in here look at you i'm looking at you got storms going on i can't have this many people here and everyone just won the lotto that's a metaphor by the way just tithe this has to be challenge here and yet i'm looking at people and i, I guarantee i've seen this before i'm looking at some of the most joy filled people that if i ask the story there's storms but not in their boat out there not in praise god but it says here, uh, verse 24, it says, They woke him up with a... <laughs> <laughs> they woke him up with much shouting. We're going to drown! <laughs> I, like, I like what it says. What does it say next? Have a look what it says next. Uh, when Jesus woke up. Now, again, if you just read that fast, you miss it. But if, if you're going to take... some time, If you're trying to... Oh, you're on the way to the toilet reading your psalm. <laughs> You're going to miss it. Yeah, yeah. But if you take some prioritised time, we were taught growing up, Pastor, you had to have an hour, correct? And that's what stopped some of us. It's not an hour. It's just prioritised time. Sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes it could be more. You know, I'm a preacher. I've got to spend a lot of time because I know I've got to feed. But, but for you, just take, take some time. If I spent five minutes with, with any one of you, Um, and then went over and someone said to me oh who was that and if I'd asked questions for five minutes I could tell them a lot about you so just start spending some time and if you're spending time here and then oh see it says here when he woke up I'm seeing my wife here my wife Susie see I just wake up how are you oh (laughs) I'm not awake yet my wife takes, my wife wakes up. <laughs> Anyone like that? We call you, well, I'm called a fowl, you're called an owl. All right. Now here comes Elizabeth. Aka <laughs> Killjoy. Probably start playing, which is a bit of the wind up. (laughs) Here she goes. (laughs) Do I sound like a bloke with seven sisters? (laughs) Seven sisters, three daughters, four granddaughters. That's why I'm travelling. You got it in one. That's why I'm in Gladstone. Yeah, they look really good from here. I got a sister, Elizabeth, too, by the way, yeah. Elizabeth Jane. She is the reason (laughs) my mother changed my birthday, because we are 12 months apart. And you know how you wanna have like a a Lone Ranger and then a Tonto? That's what you wanna have as kids. You wanna have a Laurel, then a Hardy. Well, she got two the same. And so she thought, well, I can't send her because she's only two. I'll send him because he's three. So I bundled off to school. So I'm not real fond of my sister, Elizabeth. <laughs> Look, we're going to wrap it up. Elizabeth, that's no reference to you, of course. <laughs> it says, when Jesus woke up. Now, I want you to catch this. So they're saying, you are got to wake up. He, what he didn't do was, what? I'm up. what, what, what? Yes. So he doesn't do that. Your lack of faith is not his emergency. He said, let's go the other side. He already knows where he's going. You can get there too. That's why he's having a nap. Because he knows where he's going. So he doesn't jump up just when he's awake. Hang on, guys. Hang on, guys. Stop flapping the gums, mate. I haven't had my cup of tea. He has his cup of tea. Dilma probably. Yeah. All disciples of Christ have Dilma. You know, I know, I know how boring I am? I know why it's called Dilma. Yeah, I read the brochure in the box. Put you down if you've read the brochure in the box. You see, you haven't. No, I'm diligent. He's got two sons, Dylan and Malik. Dilmar and by the way you would probably he is 100% born again kingdom of God guy so stop buying other brands anyway so Jesus, that's why Jesus is having Dilma he's supporting the family and so Pete's trying to you got it uh, 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 not awake yet hello Thomas is saying I doubt we're going to make it Jesus said I'm just going to take five to talk to me dad and then I'll talk to you lot because he's not in a hurry because he already knows about the promise and so he says father thank you Da, da, da. okay boys so what's 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 the problem here? and they say we're gonna die <laughs> and he said no we're not uh, look, next thing look and all I did is just read it slow enough you take a psalm And and think about where it says in in the Psalms that the the mountains melt like wax. And think about how fearsome the presence of God is. It says this: it says he rebuked the wind and the waves. And I'm going to finish with this. It's more than a natural element. Some of the things that you're fighting, and I'm speaking prophetically now, and I'm careful to say that, they're not always physical. He created the wind and the wave, so he didn't have to, he he could have just said, excuse me boys, settle, but he rebuked it. So he wasn't rebuking the wind and the wave, he was rebuking the prince of the power of the air. Because there's sometimes a little bit of spiritual activity in some of the things you're going through. See, in this boat is the the potential of the entire New Testament church. It's all in that boat. There's a tremendously vested interest in the devil... Taken that boat to the bottom of the lake. Jesus said, not today. (laughs) And then lastly, verse 26. Have a look at verse 26. They arrived. Well, get out. (laughs) How lucky are they. That's an epitaph. That's what he said he was going to do. And I feel a great authority this morning to tell you about the promise. If you know the promise he's given you, and you will own the promise he's given you, you can jump ship, but if you stick with him, the storm may be out there, does not have to be in here. And he will bring you through in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for my friends. I've got brothers, sisters here, some I've never met. But Lord God, you're intimately acquainted with each one of them and you personally gave a word to them about their family or their business, their future, their health. And I pray, overarching any of the circumstances is our strong faith in God. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. You're good. If today, while your head's bowed, while everyone's head's bowed, if you're saying, Steve, that prayer you pray every day. I've never prayed that prayer. I've never asked God to forgive me. I've never asked God to be the Lord of my life. But I'd like to pray that today. Or you say, Steve, I've not prayed that for a long time and I haven't lived like I should. But I'd love to pray it afresh today. Or even if you say, Steve, I don't know, but I'd love somebody to remember me to God. Would you look at me if you've never prayed that prayer, or you have, but you've walked away. Or you say, please, I don't know. Look at me and raise your hand. If I see it, I'll say put it down, and then I'll pray right where you're sitting. Look at me, raise your hand. And say, Please, pray for me. Pray for me. God bless you. At the very, God bless you at the very back. I believe God, you know, I see it, but He hears it. He hears your heart in you know? it. God bless you. Put your hand down. Someone else, look at me. Raise your hand. I'll pray for you. God bless you, ma'am. I'm calling you ma'am, but he knows your name. Someone else, look at me. Raise your hand. I'll pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for this dear lady here and this precious lady here. I pray for the power of your presence, Lord God, to envelop them. Lord, Whatever's going on in their lives, I just pray that they'd be calm. The real storm is in our heart. And I pray, Lord God, you'd still it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's sing God's good. God is so good. You go for it.